Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Merry Christmas to the Big Six Podcast. Will Brinson, Jason Lockspora, filling in on the post-Week 16 wrap-up show a little late. I'm hanging out at my parents' house watching my brother clean up some Christmas tree stuff. He's irate that I'm doing a podcast instead of cleaning. Jason, I assume that you had a happy holidays and that your kids are playing with brand new or at least slightly slightly used toys. Yeah, no, I'm, dude, I'm ready for them to go back to school, man. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm already over them. Like, go back. I mean, yeah. Lawrence taking them to the Y. I can't wait. Just get out. Like, I can't wait for the door to close, honestly. <laughs> get them all the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Fire did, you at least, did you at least get to enjoy oh. some gin on Christmas night? I did not drink any gin on Christmas night. I did have some uh, some red wine. Copper. Uh, What's up, Copper? But nothing, nothing major. Uh, yeah, I mean, I tried to have a 10-minute call with my producer on the NFL today this morning to get a jump start on some stuff and in the span of 10 minutes you know these idiots followed me around the house fighting like Lauren was out getting a ring resize that I bought her for Christmas and I'm like come on yeah, like yeah. 10 minutes I'm, I'm asking for 10 minutes with you freaks without, yeah. without they, they, loose. and it was and they, I mean, they don't have any interest in giving you 10 minutes I can probably no one it. of them was in the shower when it started so I thought I'd be alright and then the next thing I know the <laughs> one who I was going to give a shower to is now naked running around the house chasing the other one. And, it's, and you think the 11-year-old, like, I'm like, can you help me out? And, you know, then, yeah, he's no help. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, that yeah, was – but, you know. That was uh, – this discussion of our children and being a disaster on Christmas is at least more interesting than the actual Christmas games. Um, Oakland – Yeah, that was bad. That yeah, was bad. Did you, hear what, did you hear what happened to Prisco, though, over, over – did you hear about his Christmas horror story? No. He couldn't – his, his favorite tanning bed? Uh-huh. Somebody else booked it. Yeah. At his, you know, because he's got a routine like most 85-year-olds. So he couldn't get his favorite tanning bed the day after Christmas at 5.30 a.m. Like he normally gets it. And it's thrown him completely out of whack to the point where he couldn't make this podcast. That's right. He was pulling he, his hair out of his head. Oh, wait. Pete, well, no, he wasn't doing that. Pete, Pete pointed out uh, to us. He's like, I've never missed a podcast. I'm the busiest oh, man no. in show business. I'm, I'm a celebrity. i podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Pete, grow up, man. Grow up. Um, anyway, Christmas game is not exciting. The Eagles did Dunk. clinch home field advantage throughout with a win over the Raiders. Um, the Eagles also covered for some people on a late garbage time touchdown that was um, in the words of uh, Scott Van Pelt, significant to some. Uh, the yeah. Texans were never a threat. They were one of my best bets. Thank you. So I went one and four in the week. Thanks, my face off. Uh, let's talk about the other games, in particular the NFC South, which I think provides the most and perhaps only compelling, really, action for week 17. Yeah. I mean, the, like, let's do, do we really care who the sixth seed is in a horrible AFC where there's really only two and a half teams anyway? You know what I mean? Like, if it's the Chargers, I care. So but otherwise, intrigue yeah. over there. Right. Like, ooh, which of the horribly flawed, you know, Titans, Bills, Ravens, or Chargers will be in yeah. the playoffs? Woohoo! Now, if you are the three seed, and it's looking increasingly likely that it will be Jacksonville. Uh, actually, it is. Is it, it is Jacksonville, right? Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. See that? Well, that's it. That, this gets interesting too. Um, we'll get to the NFC South in a second, but I want to note that so the Titans play the Jaguars in Tennessee. 
the Jaguars are locked into the three seed. If the yeah. Titans win, they are in the playoffs, regardless of what happens with the Bills, Ravens, and Chargers. But do the Jaguars so the play win that? If Titans win the three-way tie, if the Bills win and the Chargers win, and and they're, all those teams are on nine wins, it's definitely the Titans. Yeah. So the I think if the Ravens win, the Ravens are locked into. Ravens automatically get the. They'd have ten wins. They'd automatically be the five. Yes, if the Ravens if the Ravens beat the Bengals, which we expect to happen, they will be the five seed. If the Titans, the Bills, and the Chargers all win, Tennessee is the six seed because of a tiebreaker that involves uh, best win percent conference record. So. If Tennessee wins, they're in. So this is my question for you, Jason. If you're Jacksonville, do you sit your starters in order to let Tennessee win, make the playoffs so you play Tennessee at home in the wild card round instead of playing the Chargers or the Bills at home? They're saying they're going to play it straight up, and I, I think they have to. I mean, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is a team that's not exactly uh, – mentally steeled and overly experienced when it comes to January football. I mean, and you saw how quickly they lost their edge last week and started imploding. Like, I don't know that you can come in off that 49ers. And then give a game to Tennessee to try to set up a rematch. You know what I mean? And then just expect you're going to hold serve a week later. I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't think you want Blake Bortles going into the postseason after looking like Blake Bortles again. Uh, I don't think that this is like, you know, the Polian Manning era Colts or the Brady Belichick Patriots who can sit back and get real meta and try to overanalyze things. And even you've seen Belichick, right? He always plays it out. And the guy who rested people, you know, more than anybody, Polian, got one ring barely against a really bad Bears team and they maybe even should have won that game. So yeah. that's for you, Prisco, if you listen. Uh, but, well, you know, and, and look, I, I don't know that too. Jacksonville has that luxury. Do they? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with you. I think that if you're Jacksonville, and I mean, let's be real, we're Jimmy G fans here, but we didn't expect that from Jimmy G, right? No. Like, G, Jimmy G no. carved up the best passing defense in the NFL, the best overall defense in the NFL. Throwing to um, a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. That's the road, but... road to Trent Taylor. Yeah. Um, in the fourth quarter where he rolls to, he's on, it's, a, it's in the red zone. He rolls to his left. He's getting pressured as he's out on the edge and he, and he has to throw the ball from this arm slot while moving and still generating enough speed and velocity and accuracy to get to it. Right in t- there. Yeah. And he just, it's, it's incredible. I mean, like there's five quarterbacks in the NFL who can make that throw. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe five. He's legit. He's yeah, legit. He, I mean, I've been saying it before he got there and, was saying they have to trade him because he's not going to take less than the franchise tag and you can't have them both. And then, you know, I was shocked San Francisco waited as long as they did to to play him. And frankly, as long as they have to pay him, because I would have started negotiations instantly. And that's what his, his representation was expecting, but that's fine. If the 49ers don't want to do it, they're in no rush. And, you know, he's got a chance now to finish the season on a five-game winning streak against some pretty good defenses again. You know what I mean? That Chicago defense is pretty good. Well, I think, I think the, Jacksonville, the, Jacksonville was a, the Jacksonville thing was a validation of the, the three-game win streak against some teams that people would call tomato cans. Oh, they're doing it against nobody. But it's like, I mean, but you, you had Tennessee fighting for the life. You had, yeah, again, sure. no, I agree Fangio's defense is top eight. I don't care how you slice it. Like, 
It's a damn good defense. They've been good all year. They shut down Roethlisberger. They shut down Matt Ryan. They've shut down some other people. And, and more importantly, as you pointed out, he's got nobody. Like, Garrett Selleck is not the, Dude, not, the second not most athletic guy. Okay, so he's got Goodwin, who's really just a – he's a fly route guy, right? I mean, he's a speed guy, but yeah. he's athletic enough. I guess as a number, he's really what a number three receiver masquerading as a one. Like the second most athletic guy on that offense is the fullback Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, I just go through the roster. Like that's that's a statement of fact. You know what yeah. I mean? The yeah. two tight ends, Sullivan and Taylor. Come on. No, you know no. What I mean, I'm, I'm, Lewis, Lewis Murphy in the slot. I mean, what Matt, are we talking about? Matt Matt Breida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got nobody, and, he, and he's looking great. And they're running the ball like three yards a carry. They're horrific on the ground, yet they're holding the ball 35 minutes a game because this kid is meticulous, and he's marching up and down the field. Yeah, I think if you're a 49 like, it's amazing how if you're a Giants fan, if you're a Raiders fan, if you're, um, you know, any of these, you know, even a Titans fan, it's just like in the season already. But if you're a 49ers fan, your team's 4 and 0, and you're like, or you're 4 and 0 since Jimmy Jimmy G started, and you can't believe how good you feel about the coming year. Like they're about, like they're starting to pack the stadium now. All of a sudden, people are showing up because they got a quarterback, and it just goes to show in this league, you have to win. I mean, when you got a guy that looks as good as he does, um, and you get the excitement level about that franchise quarterback, it changes everything for both the fans and the organization. Back to Jacksonville, though, they, I agree with you. I think they have to play their starters. I think they have to try and win. You want some momentum going into that game, regardless of who you end up playing, whether it's the Chargers, um, the, the Bills, the, the Ravens, the Titans. I mean, I think we can say that Baltimore's probably going to beat the Bengals, should take care of the Bengals. I mean, they've choked away games to the Bengals. That's true. You know, needing to win so to get in and if, pass. If, I the, mean. If, the, if the Ravens lose to the Bengals and the Bills, Titans, and Chargers win, the Ravens would be on the outside looking into that tiebreaker. If the Ravens win, they're locked into the five seed. And if the if the Titans lose, the Chargers would get in, assuming they beat Oakland by virtue of a head-to-head tiebreaker against the Bills. So the Chargers' best-case scenario is Titans lose, Ravens win, Chargers win, and the Chargers are in. I think if you're if you're the Jaguars and you're that three seed, ironically enough, I mean the best case, you ranking those teams that, that could get in, you want the Titans first, Bills second. Ravens third and Chargers fourth, or what's the order of, of that you want to see if you're the, if you're the if you're the Jaguars? Who would I want? Um, I'd want the Bills, I think. Buffalo. I, th- I think I'd want the Bills. Um, you know, first year head coach, not a team with a playoff pedigree, haven't been there in 17 years. Just making it would be an accomplishment. You know, not not a, a super fearsome pass rush. You know, pretty yeah. good secondary. You know, a quarterback who's never been there before, not a lot of skill guys you have to worry about. You know what I mean? You double Benjamin. I mean, I I, I would take yeah. my chances there. You know, San Diego, those two, those two. you know, if Bosa and Ingram take the game over, forget about it. And obviously, you know, Rivers has been there before. And they'd be playing with house money considering they started 0-4. And Baltimore, as pathetic as the offense is, that's a secondary that's feasted on crap quarterbacks all year, and Bortles got them. You know what I mean? Like, they beat them 44-7 or something like that in London. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ravens are still talking about it, right? They're blaming their attendance on that game, like with the protest in London and all. No one, <laughs> I can tell you, I live in Baltimore. Nobody here has forgotten about that. I don't know that I'd want the Ravens. You know, Suggs, Weddle, some of those guys. It, uh, again, good quarterbacks can expose them. I, I don't believe this guy is good, and they have no skill players. 
And if they turn Bortles over four times, I mean, they, they, are, they, they, they turn people over. So I, I would want the Bills, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, I would probably lay, lean Titans. And there's actually a scenario where – Oh, I didn't Titans, include the Titans. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, well, would want, the, I would want the Titans because they're yeah, – yeah, yeah, But no, I don't no, think no, the Titans are getting in. But, well, yeah, of all those teams, I'd take the Titans. Yeah, so I think it's Titans. Who would you rather face if you're the Jaguars, the Chargers or the Ravens? Baltimore, right? Yeah, Baltimore because of the lesser quarterback. Because Jacksonville played both these teams and beat both these teams. Um, beat the Ravens, like you said, on that neutral field. Throttle them in London. Yes. And then beat, barely beat the Chargers and should not have beaten the Chargers in Jacksonville. So I think, it's a, to me, it's an easy choice. You go with um, Baltimore, especially with if Alex Collins is banged up and if you could stop the run if you're Jacksonville against Baltimore and force, force, make them one-dimensional and make Joe Flacco yeah, pass, they, you're in a good spot. Um, no, I mean, it would just be a matter of do they turn, can they turn Baltimore over three-plus times. I mean, Baltimore is 7-1 and one when they get two or more turnovers. Yeah, they, yeah, they need to turn over Bortles and stop for net for money. Um, to the NFC South, because that's the other side of the intrigue over there. Yeah. Because uh, it looks like, so New England and Pittsburgh both have secured buys. Uh, yep. if, New, if New England lost to the Jets and Pittsburgh won, Pittsburgh could steal – I think they could steal the the one seed. That's not New England's not lo- losing the Jets at home. Um, three, Jacksonville's locked into the three. You have KC four. KC's locked into the four, uh, and then of course we mentioned the five and six seeds still up for grabs. Baltimore likely the five seed if they beat Cincinnati, and then it comes down to the Tennessee combo there. On the NFC side of things, Philly locked themselves into the one seed by beating Oakland. Uh, Minnesota dominated Green Bay in Green Bay on Christmas. Eve, Christmas Eve, Eve, uh, Eve of Christmas Eve, Eve of yeah. Eve, Eve of Christmas Eve. Um, they are locked into the two seed because they have a head to head tiebreaker win over the Rams, who are likely to get the three seed. I believe. I think that if Carolina were to win in Week 17, and the yeah, all right. So if, the, the crazy scenario for the Panthers is the Buccaneers beat the Saints and the Panthers beat the Falcons. Um, Carolina and Atlanta, New Orleans in Tampa Bay. So unlikely to have anything. They're seven and a half right. point favorites. Carolina would win the division and would be the three seed. The Rams would move to the four seed because Carolina has a tiebreaker over them, I think. You're starting to go down the rabbit hole, dude. You're losing me. No, never mind. Never mind. Actually, never mind. <laughs> if it, as long as LA wins, they're the three seed. So LA wins and they get the three seed. Carolina could be the three or four or even the two if Minnesota lost. Um, but the but New Orleans is in, Carolina's in, and it basically comes down to Atlanta. If they win, they're in. If they lose and Seattle beats the Cardinals, yeah. then the Seahawks are in. Who do you think ends up being the number six seed in the NFC? I think Seattle. I, wow. I, think, I think Seattle, man. I, I do. They're Atlanta, not, might they're, not be, Atlanta might not be good. I don't think they are good. I mean, I think – they're better defensively than offensively, which should scare you. If they don't, if Atlanta can't get five explosive plays out of the run game, they can't beat anybody. And even when they get those five, it can still be a struggle if they happen to be playing a decent opponent that week. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't bought them all year, and I, I believe I, you know I have my whole regression story. You know everything that I looked at in the preseason, I was like, Atlanta's not getting in. Dallas is not getting in. Miami's going to regress big time. You know, there were three or four teams that were just screaming out. They're not as good as last year's record. And uh, well, by the way, I, mean, I just, re- I just realized what I want. So we should, we should do, we should do a playoff pick them where we pick every game against the spread in the postseason. 
And if Pete loses, he should have to wear a Russell Wilson jersey around Minneapolis. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with that, that. There would be pictures of that going viral, and it would be high comedy. Uh, I, but would I'm, be, I, I would be I, all about that. But, yeah, I mean, this is tight sphincter time for, for Atlanta, and I don't know how they're going to respond to that. I, I, I don't think it's going to be especially good. And Carolina's saying they want to play it heads up. And, and if they do, I don't think they're going to move the ball a whole lot on that defense. And, uh, you know, Seattle's sitting there with new life. Um, they play Arizona? Yeah, they play Arizona at home. Um, Won't be so, easy. Arizona's been okay lately, but come on, man. Yeah. If you can't if you can't beat Drew Stanton to yeah, get then, in the then, playoffs, then, then you, you don't, don't deserve to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know? I, I mean, clearly Seattle has an easier matchup. Now, I mean, I think, I think you're going to see the Cardinals give it their all. They thump the Giants. Um, you know, they've been playing hard, but they've been a much better team at home. Seattle has that home field advantage. They're, they're going to be fighting for their playoff lives. Bruce, I think Bruce Arians and, and Drew Stanton would love to wreck Seattle's season. Oh, but, sure, certainly. Yeah, like, I think you'll get a full effort from them. I'll be interested to see what the Panthers do with Atlanta. If, let's say Tampa Bay is up. 24 to nothing at halftime. Or excuse me, let's say New Orleans is up New Orleans, 24, yeah, so they 24 nothing at halftime. Yeah. Do you start pulling your guys a little bit if you're Ron Rivera? Because I, I, I think you do, but at the same time, if you're, if, you're, um, if you're Carolina and you end up losing to the Falcons, you know, you have to go to New Orleans and play. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, it's, it's a tough call. So, I mean, maybe you go out there and play as hard as you can. Yeah, I think see? knowing Rivera, he just plays football. I mean, if the scoreboard is so obvious that it's dictating something for you, then maybe you – I mean, I don't think it's wholesale changes. I mean, let's face maybe it. Maybe get Keekley out of there or something. Yeah, I would and say I'm not going to risk any concussion there. I might take him out, you know. Maybe not, 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 run, bit, not, run, not run some read options with Cam. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like no four-quarter yeah. read options if the Saints are up by 25 points. He doesn't need to be diving into the goal. No, I'm with you. And I think – um, from that perspective, that stinks for the Falcons. It's good for the NFL. What do you think about the decision to bail on the New Year's Eve night game? I support it. I mean, look, I think it's quintessential <laughs> state of the NFL 2017. I think it's a circle closing. This has been an ugly year. It's been hard to watch for a lot of reasons. There's been conspiracy theories about it and this or that, but it just hasn't. The quality of play has not been good, and there are not that many good games on any given basis. And that, to me, and I've written it and said it repeatedly that the, the attendance issues and the ratings issues have more to do with a football problem and inherently not developing quarterbacks, too many injuries, not developing offensive linemen, not developing coaches, lack of any spring league, not developing officials, right? You throw all that in a, in a pot, in a crock pot, and let it sit for 12 hours, and nobody wants to taste it when it's allegedly cooked. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we've dealt with this year is lack of quality across the board in a lot of football-centric areas, and I think it's turned people off. And then you throw in the politics and all that other stuff, and it, it, it makes it even more, um, I guess, easy for people to avoid this. But what were you going to put out there? You know what I mean? And, and whatever yeah. you put up there was going to be directly impacted by whatever happened before, and it can end up being a total slop fest. Now, I don't know how they make NBC whole with that. I mean, that's the part of this where I don't know how that sausage is made. But, I mean, yeah. NBC lost what is normally a highly, highly rated game. You know, when that game matters, and it's the last game of the year, like I can remember Dallas, right, playing the Giants a few years back, and the winner gets in and the loser doesn't. Like, that's a bonanza. So I, I don't know how the money part of that works. But I, I applaud the decision. I, I, I do. And even flexing a bunch of games to 425 to make that window matter more, you know what I mean? I, I get that as well. 
um, and keeping, you know, so we'll have that, that sort of Baltimore, Buffalo, Tennessee Chargers thing we were talking about. You know, we'll have all that come together. And what will amount to the last window of the year, right? Because there is no 8 p.m. window um, Sunday night. I'm totally fine with it. But I, I think it speaks to where we are, you know, with all those things I mentioned in the closing of the 2017 season. And it's it's in an ugly way fitting. Yeah, and I think here's the thing, too, because I, I did a breakdown of the announcement. And there were basically four games that you could have picked. Um, one, Atlanta uh, – Carolina, but you run the risk of if New Orleans wins, right. that game is irrelevant. Or if Seattle if Seattle loses and New Orleans wins, then both Atlanta and Carolina might sit their players and you just have an ugly game. Uh, two, you could go with Tennessee and Jacksonville. But that's let's be real. I mean, like that's not yeah. an attractive game, even if Jacksonville is playing all of its players. It could be a blowout. Um, and then the the other two, New York and the Jets and the the Patriots, because you know, the Patriots are an intriguing primetime team, but they weren't, they're not going to throw that out there. They're not going to, they're not going to force the Patriots to play late on Sunday when, you know, the, just because, the only one I could get behind is the one I think you're going to mention next, which is the Browns. More, yes, morbid yeah. curiosity, like, you know, reverse perfection. I would, I would have been, I actually think I would have been all about it, but I could see Jimmy has, you know what I mean? Like imagine yeah. Haslam, like at the owners meeting in, in March and like the, you know, the NBC executives are there and he's, you know, you making a mockery of me or whatever. You know, you can understand <laughs> why. Don't go like, around Well, I'm with you, dude. I'm, 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 you're thinking like a rational person. I'm trying to think like, you know, the way no, some no, of no. these owners you think. Can't, you, can't, dude, you can't, you can't, I mean, look, it would be amazing if you trotted the Browns out on, on New Year's Eve, everybody's getting sloppy drunk, sitting around, popping <laughs> champagne, perfect. laughing at the Browns, losing the, but like, First of all, the Steelers weren't gonna if, if the if the if they do that, the Steelers will sit their starters. And then they well, to, and also they, the Steelers have played like six of the last seven weeks in prime time anyway. Yeah, yeah, like go back to like the Thursday night against Tennessee. Like they've been Thursday, Sunday night, Monday night, yep. you know, Saturday night. They've been all over the place. So yeah. I, I think they're done with with you know prime time well, and and the, you know the other thing I thought of when writing that post too, and I think that this shouldn't fly under the radar. The NFL won't. We won't get pointed out as much, but any of these games that you throw out there, it up to and inclu- up to and including, frankly, like even if you rescheduled Pittsburgh, even if you rescheduled the Patriots and the and the and the Steelers for New Year's Eve, I don't think the ratings are going to be that great. Remember, the ratings were bad for that co- for the college football playoff, and they trotted it out on New Year's Eve too. Yeah, yeah. People, people just. So if you put Jags Titans on NBC at eight thirty yeah. on New Year's Eve, no one's watching that. Even if there's a playoff berth right. on the line, Titans fans right. might not watch that. And so I think that if you're Dude, the NFL, Titans fans didn't show up to the stadium with their yeah. season on the line last week. So yeah, yeah, what makes you think they're going to be glued to their TV? Right, on you're just New checking Year's on your phone while you're out with your your wife or you know whoever it is and doing whatever. And so I think I think the NFL did a smart move. This is where I think NBC probably got on board with it too, and they'll figure out the compensation on the back end or whatever it is. Yeah. But they're like, they're like, look, we don't want to announce the ratings for a Jags Titans game on New Year's Eve. Like we don't, like we don't, we don't want to make all these people work on New Year's well, Eve to do Jags the, Titans. The other, the other thing nobody's talked about yet, which I hope is good news out of this. And this is actually more of a me thing than anybody else, but I hate having to wait till like halftime of that Sunday night game to find out the damn playoff matchup. So I figure out sure. which game we have and when I need to be in New York city the following weekend. I would assume we get that by like 8 p.m., right? I mean, all the 425 yeah, games are over. Like, hopefully that's announced whammo blammo, maybe even before we go off the air, you know, at 7.30 on Sunday night, and then everybody can start getting hyped for the for the playoffs. But, it, I, again, I think it's fitting that in this of all years, we're going to go from having no, no primetime game to end the year 
to then New Year's Day, like starting this purge of coaches that I think is going to be, you know, I think you could be looking at 11 or 12, like the Black, 11 the black or 12? Mondays. It wouldn't stun me to go over 10. It really wouldn't Who's stun the, me to be north of 10. And who are the, then, right, we're including um, Marvin walking away or however he wants to phrase whatever, it. Whatever. Well, he doesn't and contract, but yeah. Right, right, right. And it's not all going to happen retired. on that Monday. I mean, right. it's not all going to happen. Some will happen Sunday night. Some will happen through that week. But it's it's going to be a deep purge that could threaten to be a third of the league. I mean, 32 teams, if we're north of 10, do the math. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, so again. I just think it's peak 2017 now, bleeding into 2018. But um, you know, it's yeah, not gonna, that's where we are. Talk, that's the state well, of football right now. We talk about this a lot on here too. Though that part of the problem is going to be now you're going to have. Let's say you fire 10 coaches. You're going to have 10 first time, or maybe well, you, you have seven. Recycle a couple, seven. You know yeah, what I mean? Like O'Brien, a couple ten, could get rehired. 10 new coaches in new locations who are going to have to coach, like some of them are going to be bad coaches. Some right. of them aren't going to fit with their team. And right. it might lead to 10 not great football teams once the, uh, once the 2018 season rolls around. But yeah, it's going to be, look, we're going to be done. I'm selfishly. I'm glad that we, you know, we can knock out a week 17 podcast where Nick and Pete can knock out. A, you know, I hope these guys will show up to work on a, on a week 17 and actually do a recap, you know, this time, maybe, maybe they'll grow up in the new year. And uh, and show yeah, man up, Prisco. Yeah, so I mean, I never miss a podcast in my twenty-year career. Yeah, um, I'm the only um, man of podcasting. I podcast. I hope, I hope Pete's not like listening in the studio room now. Uh, but if you are Pete, still down there? I think so. I mean, maybe. Who cares? I don't care. I don't yeah, care. Whatever. Um, all right. Anyway, anything else to uh, take away from week six? Wait a minute. Christmas? He's not down there. He wasn't. You're telling me he spent Christmas there? No. Or yeah, what? that's not. Nah, maybe he did. I don't know. Um, I think no. Nick left. Nick left. To, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Nick left on Monday morning. I think Pete might still be down there. Maybe he took his wife down there. His cats. Jerry Jones said today that Jason Garrett is safe. I would contend that the Cowboys would be, be that the Cowboys are a team that is like the Seahawks, and I wrote about this in Sorting the Senate Pile, are a team in transition because we don't know if Jason Witten's going to be back. Um, we don't know what they're going to do with Des Bryant. Uh, it appears, based on what Jerry Jones has said, that they're going to keep Jason Garrett. Do you think that is a smart move? Um, do I think it's the smart football move? N- not necessarily, but do I completely understand it, and does it seem smart to Jerry Jones? Yeah, because Jerry <laughs> – I never thought Jason Garrett was in jeopardy, even when they were – whatever, a couple games uh, – they were, what, three weeks ago, they were still under 500, I believe, right? He's going to blame Roger because, for everything. Well, he's going to blame Rogers. He's going to blame the league office. He's already got his sights set on them. And he, he look, he's done. He's not a young man anymore. He's done fighting with coaches. He's done having to rip control of his team back from somebody else's hands. He's got it, and he's got a. He's looking for the path of least resistance. You know what I mean? When I yeah. go out and I rip my players and say you know crazy things on the radio, and that that affect the locker room and force the coach to have a players-only meeting before the bye week, right? When I talk about protest and threaten players who aren't even protesting to the point that now it becomes an issue in my locker room, and it's something my coach in the heat of a big season has to now start addressing because of my mouth. And do I hear any feedback from that coach? No. Well, I have. <laughs> well, that coach, you know what I mean? Say, hey, Jerry, you're making my life miserable. No. Will I get any resistance or pushback whatsoever? No. 
when I want to hold court after every single game, win or loss, and say whatever I want to say, regardless of what light it sheds various people in, will this coach care or not? Jason, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when, yeah. When, when, I, when I make it clear this is who we want to play and I stalk down the sidelines because I am still technically the GM, uh, is this guy going to look over his shoulder at me or is he just going to deal with it? No, he's just going to deal with it. So, you know what I mean? Like, Jerry does not want to fire Jason because, A, he doesn't want to go through a coaching search, and, B, how's he going to go through a coaching search and have this, you know, what should be a cachet job but not get a cachet guy because a cachet guy is going to want what? Right? Control. Money, yeah. power and control. Like, so yeah. he doesn't want to do that dance. You know? Yeah, he, no, that's he, a good point because, like, like he, can't, like, he can't go to John Gruden and say, hey, Gruden, you know, this is a Cowboys job. You got Dak. You got Sean Lee. You got uh, Des Bryant. Like, come on, come on, man. You want to take this job? Yeah. And Gruden be like, no, dude, you're a psychopath. I'm not yeah, no, I mean, and even like, this, you know, everybody said, oh, at some point Sean Payton will end up back there. And maybe he will, but maybe with Stephen Jones, you know what I mean? I don't know yeah. about with Jerry. Like, it. so, yeah, I, I just never really saw it, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm not surprised. And, and I, I do believe Jerry. I don't think he's, I don't think he's BSing us here. All right. Jerry Jones, stick around. Uh, okay, anything else? That, uh, no, we I think we're go? good. I'm cool, good. You good? All right. I'm good. I will Happy holler at you guys soon. Well, Likewise. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Copper. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back midweek. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes for Jason Lux 4 and Will Brinson. Uh, and for Nick Costas and Pete Fisco. Uh, this is the Fix 6 Podcast. See you guys soon. See you.